Welcome to Last Call with Jamie and Christian. Our special guest today, Will Hardy, the head coach for the Utah Jazz. Will, how are you doing today? What's going on, Jamie? Everything's cool, man. I love it. I know you, so I know you're you're dying to get after it. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit of just about Utah and, and why you chose Utah, a place to start your head coaching journey. I mean, you know, first of all, I think it really comes down to just the organization as a whole, the leadership, an opportunity to work with Ryan Smith, Danny A. Dwayne Wade, like when when those are the people that you're working with every single day, the the varied experiences that they all have, the type of people that they are, I mean, that's a dream scenario for for any coach, you know, much less a first time head coach. Yeah, it's uh it's neat to to have a chance for you to be to work with that. What do you think about the fans of Utah, the environment when you coming in there as a visitor? Um, what were your impressions of that? Yeah, I mean, I've said before, like my my biggest memory playing here as a visitor is the noise incredibly loud arena the setup of the arena it's pretty um vertical like the fans feel like they're right on top of you which as a visiting team is not very fun we very clearly have one of the best fan bases in the nba you know statewide region wide it's fun you know even just walking around salt lake these first two months being here the the support of the fans the way they talk about the team it's really clear that we have a lot of people behind us. Yeah, it's it's always one of these places as a as a person who loves basketball, you're always really intrigued with because when you watch the games, it seems like such an electric fan base. Um, having a chance to move your family there, you obviously feel that every single day. That's got to be so much fun to be a part of. Yeah, no doubt. It's a great place from a basketball standpoint. It's a great place from a family standpoint. You know, my wife and I, we have two little girls. So the family aspect is really important to us too. You know, our, our first couple of months here as a family have been amazing. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a great place to have a young family. It's an easy place to live. People are really, really kind. And yeah, man, just, it's exciting all the way around that this last week is going to feel like an eternity before we start training camp. Yeah. What, what were some things, you know, you, you get the job opportunity, what were your what was your first 48 hours like when you when you really woke up and you realized I'm the head coach of the Utah Jazz? Yeah, it um you know, it took a few minutes each day when you wake up to kind of remember that's actually happening. I think the biggest thing that that stood out was you know, I was waking up to hundreds of text messages every day. <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of positive messages from people along the way like it's been I know that I'm not that old, but there's just so many people in your life and your basketball journey that were there along the way. And to get all those messages, people congratulating you and wishing you good luck, that was really important to me. There have been so many people that have helped me along the way, personally, professionally, people that coached me um, when I was playing. It's just been, uh, it's been crazy to kind of see all the, the dominoes that fell in the right direction throughout my life to kind of be able to give me this opportunity. It's really surreal. Yeah. When you, when you get the, the head coaching opportunity, like you're mentioning, it, it's such a humbling experience um, because you're sort of working in one direction and then you kind of get to a vantage point where you wait, wow, there are a lot of people that are rooting for me along the way. 
yeah, like I said, the outpouring of support has been amazing, not just for me, but, you know, for my wife and our family, it's obviously a big, a, a big move for her too. Um, you know, our, our life has changed in, in a couple, you know, massive ways the last two months. And, um, you know, she's taken it all in stride and has been incredibly supportive as she has been, you know, our, our entire time together. Um, you know, she, we first started dating, I was an, an intern in the video room. So, um, a lot's changed since. <laughs> well, we're going to talk a little about the video room, but yeah, I know this year there's going to be so much talk about your age, but knowing you, the, the way that I've known you through the years, I, I think you have so many experiences that have shaped you to be really successful in these moments. Can we talk a little bit about just Williams College and, you know, being a small college guy, how that helped you kind of be prepared for this opportunity? Yeah, I mean, going to a small school, playing Division three basketball is definitely a unique experience. Um, you know, the, the community is so close-knit because there aren't a lot of people, you know, at the school, right? Like the school I went to was a small school and uh, it wasn't like I was going to a, a giant state school. It, it really, it kept the environment very intimate. Um, you know, that being said, like I, I'm not sure that it's because I went to a small school that has helped me be prepared. I think at small school that I was at, I was just surrounded by a lot of really good people. Um, some great coaches, some great professors, some great friends and teammates. And um, all those people have, have kind of helped shape who I am. Um, you know, growing up in Richmond, Virginia, going to the same school, my entire upbringing, and then you know, kind of around the same group of people and then going to Williams College where I knew nobody. Like that experience really helped change me and who I am. You know, the, the ages between 18 and 22 are just massive for growth for a lot of people. So, you know, I, I credit like the Williams College experience. I'm not sure that it's because it's Division three or because it's a small school. I think for me, I can only speak to the fact that that school in particular has a really, really unique environment that ended up being a great fit for me. Yeah, it's it's been great to watch because when you look at the NBA, there it's like littered with Northeast college basketball players. And I don't know if you know our, our our base will know because we have a really strong fan base from that area. But just how good the basketball is, how good the coaching is, how high level the people are, and so it directly correlates with those having that opportunity in the NBA or other fields and having a lot of success. Yeah, small college basketball in the Northeast definitely is a, a passionate passionate group. There is a lot of good basketball, and especially in the NESCAC, the conference I played in, um, you know, again, very lucky to to have been a part of that. There's so many good players. You know, obviously, Duncan Robinson gets a lot of publicity for going to Williams College. I told Duncan I think that was just an error in recruiting. <laughs> he was clearly too good to be there. Um, you know, yeah, the, the the Northeast small college basketball thing is uh is great and there's other there's other division three conferences throughout the country that have a really really strong following wisconsin has great division three college basketball california has good division three college basketball like it's uh it's cool man like I, again I, I just feel lucky to have been a part of it and you know the people now that i bump into that either i played with or played against or went to schools in our conference it's cool to kind of see that pride carry over into you know life after college yeah, the game of basketball right now is growing so fast and it's so talented all over. 
you know, so it's been great as a former college coach to be able to have a chance to watch that and watch it kind of spill into all forms of basketball. You know, you go from Williams, you get a chance to transition to the Spurs video room. What's that magic pixie dust in that Spurs video room that has allowed so many to, to make the progression they've been able to make? I've, I've said this before. There's a lot of things that go into it. I mean, number one, we had the ability to work for a coach who had job security. You know, the success of the team really propped all of us up and it allowed you to to really dig in and be a part of the program there because it, the program wasn't changing. It let you learn the program at a really, really deep level. And that's because of Pop and RC. And, you know, maybe more importantly, it's because of Tim, Tony, Manu, and all the players. I mean, we were spoiled, man. We won a lot. And that gave us all the ability to, again, really dig in and learn. And then, you know, people leaving the Spurs, they were able to leave for good jobs and jobs they wanted. So again, all of us benefited from the winning. We benefited from Tim, Tony, and Manu. We benefited from the program that Pop and RC put together. And then, you know, it was on all of us to continue to to uphold that program every day. You know, not to mention the fact that the coaches that have been in that program, you know, not just Pop as the head coach, but all the assistants, you know, to feel like you had real intimate, you know, personal relationships with all of those assistants as well. And getting to learn from all of them is just crazy. Like when you start naming them all, it's kind of a who's who of basketball coaches. Um, you know, just in my time there was obviously Coach Pop and Mike Budenholzer, Brett Brown, Jock Vaughn, Ettore Messina, Jim Boylan, James Borrego, Chip England and Chad Forcier, who did so much for us in the video room. They taught us so much on the floor from a development standpoint. Jock Vaughn, like I could just, it goes on and on. Sean Marks, like it goes on and on. The people that you're around every day, it's really crazy. Um, and you know, I learned just as much from all of those assistants that took their time to teach us in the video room, you know, as, as pop. It's a really special place, man. And you know, thank you to Tim, Tony, and Manu for winning so much. Yeah, I was going to say you're indoctrinated to this family and you have such great veteran leadership. You have, you know, your head coach has great job stability. What are a couple of things that you learn right away when you walk in that building? Last Call with Jamie and Christian is powered by Speakeasy for Sports, the first exclusive platform for sports professionals by sports professionals. We connect you directly with top performers in the industry and allow you to build the relationships that will help grow your career. Think of it as the Final Four, NBA Summer League, or any other sports convention, all now from your laptop and phone 24-7, 365. Careers grow through relationships, and relationships grow through Speakeasy. Join the Speakeasy family today at speakeasyforsports.com. I think every day you, you understand that it's not about you. You know, we use the the term you got to get over yourself. It's about the group. There's a competitive standard every day there that you can feel uh, in the way that we trained, the way that we played, the way that Pop coached. And then lastly, and probably most importantly, that it's it's about the people. It's It's about more than just the technical basketball part. It's about the people and about how it feels every day. And, you know, Pop and RC, their leadership on that, every day was amazing. Like what they did for you and your families to make you feel a part of it is really, really special. You know, obviously everything in the last 20, 25 years has been so much about the Spurs and their culture, their way of life, 
you know, additionally, you had an opportunity to work with USA Basketball some. What a unique experience that is. Uh, the most talented players in the world, all working towards one common goal. Just share a couple experiences from from that for you. Yeah, I mean, like you said, just the the people that you're around, the players, the coaches, again, um, the the leadership of USA Basketball with Jerry Colangelo and Sean Ford. Like, it was, for me, that's once-in-a-lifetime stuff, man, to be in those meeting rooms and be at the practices and the games, you know, with Team USA at the Olympics is, you know, something I always value. I think from a coaching standpoint, it really challenges you to determine what's most important because you don't have a lot of time. Sometimes as coaches, the worst thing we can have is infinite time because we can go all over the place and we can come up with a hundred things we need to go over as a team. And I think that experience, again, like it challenged the staff every day to go, we don't have unlimited practice time before these games. The games are coming fast. The team, the players know each other, but don't necessarily know how to play together yet. And so it was just fun to be in those coaches meetings and, you know, be a part of the group trying to distill it all down to, hey, here are the two or three things that we think are most important right now. Yes, everything's important. Yes, all 20 of these things could be issues, but these two or three are what we want to focus on. I think as a coach, like that was a really great thing to learn that you can distill it down to two or three things and still be successful. Yeah. How much uh, collaboration, right? You have so many players coming from really, really great coaches kind of coming into the space. You got great coaches sharing the same space. Was there much collaboration, much conversation? I mean, watching it, it seems like you guys collaborate a ton together as a unit, but just really curious how you guys able to collaborate much with, with game planning and building things out? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, the, the coaches' meetings are very collaborative, obviously. And then when you get on the floor with the team, they had input too. Uh, walkthroughs and practices, some things we didn't necessarily always have the definitive answer for it was what are you guys most comfortable with in this situation between these two options right again when you when you know the players you've coached against them you you think you know them as a player but you've never actually coached them before you know there's a lot of back and forth that has to go on for everybody to get on the same page for sure yeah well what would you say i mean you've coached obviously usa basketball before mentioned usa basketball a ton of all nba players what do you think these guys have in common that allow them to be, you know, besides just their talent, you know, what are the other components that these guys have in common? I think all the best players that I've been around are really self-motivated. They don't need to be told to work. They don't need to be told how to work either. They're very self-motivated and they have a lot of autonomy in like how they think about themselves and their game, kind of sitting there waiting for you to tell them everything. And the, the second part I think is their ability to be present, competitive, whatever word you want to use every single day. The NBA, 82 games, it's a long season, and it's hard to get up for every game. And it's hard to get up for every training session, practice, individual workout, lift, recovery, treatment. And the best guys that I've been around, they find a way to you know, maintain some balance in their life. So when it's time to do the basketball part, like they're able to go 100% every day. And that's hard. I don't think people understand how tough that aspect of the NBA is. That it's not 
always as glamorous as people think it is. 82 games is a lot, and the travel is a lot. The ability to manage that is special. Yeah, you know, we always throw that number around 82 games. But if you go deep in the playoffs, it's, mm-hmm. it's much more like 100 games. Yeah. Right? And so when you look at some key veterans uh, that have been in a long time, they've played all these extra seasons because of their playoff success. Um, we do this thing on last call where it, it's the end of the night or early in the night, depending on where you are in the world. But you got a person to the left of you who's retired, and you got a person to the right of you who's still actively working. What two people would you have beside you in the night? Oh man, I'll put my mom on one side. I'll put my uh, my wife on the other side. Why? Why your mom and why your wife? I mean, probably the two most important people in my life for a lot of reasons. I love it. Well, Coach Hardy, we appreciate your time. Looking forward to you having a ton of success there in Utah, and uh, you always got friends here at Speakeasy for Sport. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for joining us on The Last Call, powered by Speakeasy, where careers grow through relationships, and relationships grow through Speakeasy. We hope you enjoyed it, and we look forward to connecting with you soon.